It's time for the Auntie Bronwyn Show! Auntie Bronwyn, Auntie Bronwyn, she knows all the answers. Hello everyone, and welcome to another chat with the world's favourite auntie, Auntie Bronwyn. How are you, Auntie Bronwyn? Oh, I'm fine, James, dear, as always. How are you? Oh, I'm absolutely, absolutely wonderful today. Excellent. You always sound lovely and wonderful. It's always uplifting to talk to you. Well, it's so, it's so exciting to talk to you. I mean, it's more exciting every time, that's for sure. And Ooh. yeah, and this time I really want to find out some more stuff about you and your family because that's what we've been Ooh. talking about, haven't we? Oh, I'm not sure about that, but let's let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I just want to bring back something we were talking about the first one. I just want to find out how's Gwyneth because uh, that was quite a riveting tale. How is she doing? Oh, you know, with Gwyneth, there's always a story to tell, and she's got this deadpan face when things happen. <laughs> we had a, a funny incident a little while ago. I, I phoned her up, and I thought, oh, I'll just give her a treat, and we'll go out for a walk in an evening. It's lovely. And I said, Gwyneth, do you want to go for a walk? She said, oh, I brought you Bronwyn. I do. I've been stuck in all day. So we went for a walk, and we went into the pastures, and we were walking down the pasture, and all of a sudden, Dr. Jones came flummocking around in his green wellies and his green overcoat. And he said, evening, ladies. And we said, oh, evening, Dr. Jones. He said, I'm just taking the dog for a walk. I said, oh. And, you know, I looked at Gwyneth and I said, you know, Gwyneth, why would you take a dog to the pastures when it's full of sheep? Unless it's a sheep dog. You wouldn't. And I said, another thing is, Dr. Jones doesn't have a dog. So she said, anyway, we carried on walking. And I said, you know, to be honest, quite honest, Gwyneth, I think he has an affinity with sheep. She said, I think so too. <laughs> anyway, we went for a walk and we came back and we were just going home. And, Bro and Gwyneth said to me, Bronwyn, do you fancy a cup of cocoa? And I said, well, she said, and a glass of brandy. I said, oh, in that case, I'll come back. So we went just to take the, the chill of the evening air away, you understand? Mm -hmm. So we, I had my cocoa and a glass of brandy. Well, in fact, I had three glasses of brandy. And, um, <laughs> well, you know, it's just to, to take the evening chill out of the air. Otherwise, it's for medicinal purposes. At least, all you're, honest, at least you're honest about it. That's cool. I had to force it down, dear. You know, <laughs> just to be sociable, you know. I don't want to be a standoffish person. And... Anyway, I was coming home and I thought, oh, I'll take, with a Dutch courage inside me, I thought, oh, I'll take the shortcut near the near the little road. And the doctor was coming down late at night, covered from head to toe in mud and grass and bits of sheep's wool and stuff. And I said, good evening, doctor. And he had this smile on his face and I thought, oh, yes, I, I, not, I know what contented sheep look like now. <laughs> anyway, that's the doctor and Gwyneth. Oh, strange goings on, you know, in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> so all the stereotypes are uh, basically spot on then. Oh, very much. No, it's not even like that in Hollywood, I'll tell you. <laughs> and you know. Oh, I know what goes on in Hollywood, believe me. <laughs> oh, dear. Wow. <laughs> so uh, speaking of Hollywood, um, something that we've spoken about, but you haven't really... Uh, elaborated on. I'd like to find out about the whole moving out process. You said you moved out when you're 18, is that right? Oh, yes, that's correct. 
Oh, it was a, a, a nice upbringing, and I had a little childhood sweetheart when I was at home, which didn't amount to much. But then again, neither of us knew what we were doing, so nothing happened. But all of a sudden, I thought, there's more to life than this. And I had this overwhelming feeling inside me. I thought, oh, I've got to get this scene too. And out of the blue, I went to the travel agency, and everybody knows everybody where we live. Mm-hmm. And she said, Bronwyn, are you sure you know what you're doing going to New York on your own? I said, well, there's nobody to come in with me, dear, so I'll have to do. <laughs> Unless you feel like coming along for the ride. <laughs> anyway, she said, no, I'm not going there at all. She said, I went to Spain once and I didn't like that. So anyway, I went to New York and I just got that ticket and I said to my mother, I'm going to America. She said, Bronwyn, are you ill? Is there something matter with you? What are you leaving Wales for? Is there something you need to see the doctor about? I said, no, I'm not going back to that doctor again. You don't want to go to that doctor, do you? Oh, I don't want to go. Oh, no, no. That's probably part of the reason I was leaving. I knew the truth. <laughs> so it all comes down to that. that oh, I believe me. Darn and doctor. So, oh, and I just chucked myself off and all the family thought I'd lost my marbles. Everybody thought I'd gone to go just to go to New York just like that nowhere to go nowhere to see and I thought it's death or dishonor and I'm too young to die let's go and just enjoy life see what happens and you know if you take an opportunity in life you only create your own opportunities I've learned nobody will create them for you you've just got to take it and go and I went and it was such an eye-opener I will tell you James oh from the moment I landed, oh, six weeks later, I was a different girl. Oh, I can tell you the things I'd seen, the things I'd done. Oh, it was an experience I'll never look back on. I never. Was, I bet it was absolutely fantastic. Oh, it was better than that. I bet it. I bet it was. I bet there's no words for. And, and I've got so much respect for that. I suppose you kept that uh, that uh, travel agency in, in business. Then I guess for that one purchase. Well, I think I... the woman was waiting for me to come back to say, oh, it was terrible. But when I came back and she took a, one look at me, she said, Bronwyn, what's happened? Are you on drugs? She said, I've never seen anything like it. You're sparkling. I said, no, it's just life, dear. Life can make you sparkle. It's entirely up to you. Wow. Anyway, I think she closed down after that. <laughs> I guess that's kind of a one-stop town when no one really goes anywhere. Is that right? Oh, they don't go anywhere, and if they do, they're reprobates. Oh, it's dreadful. <laughs> so you were kind of an outcast, but but uh, you, you wanted to be an outcast. Oh, I wanted to be an outcast. I always felt different all my life, dear. Always, there was always something inside that said, Bronwyn, you're not part of this. It's lovely. It's a very nice and cosy, a lovely family, but... There's something more, there's something out there. There's something I need to do, somewhere I need to go, I need to see. I've seen too much on television. And I and I had to go and, oh, you know, if you embrace life, it just changes everything. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I know exactly what you mean. You know I always feel like that. And that's nice to hear. That's nice to hear. So how did your parents cope? Oh, they just coped. I told them, I said, you cope. Oh, Bronwyn, what are we going to do without you? I said, same as you do when I'm here now. Just get on with it. Stop messing around and causing commotions when you don't know what you're talking about. You know, I had to tell them. 
My mother was distraught. Oh, Bronwyn, what's going to happen to you? You'll never come back the same person. And I said to my mother, I hope I don't. Otherwise, there's no mm. point in going. That's right. Oh, but you know, when you speak to people with closed minds, that's all they want to do is hear what they want to hear. Of course. Well, it's the same with governments. They're so narrow and closed, and all they do is speak politically correct nonsense. Oh, just wait until I take over, huh? Yeah, you can't debate with a blinkered horse. You can't indeed, dear. No, that's mm. quite true. <laughs> Absolutely. Or, or, or blinkered sheep in some sense of the word, I guess. Well, there's more of those in Wales than anything else. <laughs> I the doctor minded finding, out, finding that out, did he? I think he's happy where he is. <laughs> it's a lovely wife as well, but she's a bit like a druid on acid. <laughs> <laughs> Has she got curly white hair? Oh, I don't know what she's got, but I, I'd keep a distance from it. <laughs> so, um... um your your mum was a little bit distraught. Was that around the time she found out about Huel as well, or was that later oh, on? Yes, it all came a bit too much for her. I think she had to take a powder. But, oh, yes, she was all right, I told her. And Huel, lovely chap. Oh, is it my mum's best friend now, you know? Oh, I was, was going to ask how that kind of went down. Oh, it bet, went down well. I bet they do get on well. I bet he, he's just like a smaller version of you now, isn't he? Well, I'm not sure about that. I never had a beard, but anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> not on your face for a while, though. Oh, no, uh, don't go down that route. <laughs> We've gone down that route. I and we'll leave let the nightmares and get them out of my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry to keep reminding you. This. It's just the, the story kind of keeps going back on itself, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it could do if I allowed it to. <laughs> <laughs> and how did Gwyneth feel when you left? Oh, she was distraught. She said, Bronwyn, you'll call me, won't you, from America? You, you'll drop me a line. And I said, don't worry, dear, you'll be all right. She said, because if you go, I'll have no one to talk to. I said, we don't talk to anybody now. But, <laughs> but anyway, she's all right. She's fine. I, had, I actually invited her to come over to America, and I think she had a relapse. But anyway, oh. she's all right now. <laughs> so none of your siblings ever came in and and uh, joined you on these. What you were the only one to move away. Why is that? Oh, because they all came from a narrow perspective in life. They're all very good, honest people. I must say that they're all lovely, honest, decent people. But you know. If you want to do anything in life, you've got to just get yourself going and open up your mind and see it's horses for courses. Mm. You shouldn't cast aside or be disrespectful to people. They have to do what they feel comfortable doing. Otherwise, it's just a waste of time. Absolutely. I wonder why, though, it is. it was just you or what happened in your life that made you become that type of person. If you're like the special, uh, the black sheep or the special sheep in the pack to use a... Uh, Turn a phrase that we keep coming back to. <laughs> to use a colloquial phrase. <laughs> I think I was always that way inclined, as it were. Um, I just felt all my life that I needed to get away. I needed to see life. Um, my goodness, have I seen life? Why oh, have I seen it? That's good. That's good. No regrets, right? None at all. And I've lived and loved every day, every second. Because if I didn't, what's the point? You've got to enjoy your life. There's nothing else you can do with it but to enjoy it. Absolutely. They say um, you don't regret the, regret the things that you do in life. You regret the things that you don't do. Is that right? Oh, yes. And I don't want to die regretting things. I don't want to get to be old age and sit in my rocking chair thinking, oh, I wish I'd done that. I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd gone there. I wish I'd seen this. There are too many people doing that. Stop it. Just do it. 
yeah, just do it that's right you you've you've done that you've seen that you've been there and um quite rightly so you you spend a lot of time talking to other people and inspiring them with life so uh great great role model um so so what you've been doing in your your um essential fame that you've garnered over the years um ha- have any of your your siblings involved themselves at all they ever come to you and said bronwyn wow you know, and he re- recognized your your um, extinguished uh, tales and achievements. Have they ever come to you and, and tried to get in get in on the action at all? Or has it just been like they're just other people? Well, how has that worked out? Oh, no, they've all kept their distance, dear. They're really? frightened. Oh, they're frightened. Really? But, you know, occasionally when they get into a problem, they'll phone up and they'll say, Hello, Bronwyn. And I'll say, oh, hello, Ion, how are you? Hello, Alice, how are you? And I know immediately there's something wrong. And they'll say, oh, I just thought I'd phone. I said, well, that's very nice. Um, and what can we do today? You know, today? Because I know they're going to ask me a question, and they know I'm going to ask them a question as well. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it all comes out. But I don't mind. It's nice that they can call and just ask the question. Ask some impartial advice because I do tell them. Oh, I do tell them indeed. It's a bit much at times, but they all come back and say, Oh, Bronwyn, the advice you gave me was actually paramount. It was excellent. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better now. Well, that's... That's really nice, isn't it, really? Let's be honest. Oh, one or two of them have actually had people say, Is your sister Auntie Bronwyn? And say, oh, um, she could be. I've got to go now. Bye-bye. Oh, <laughs> well, that's brilliant. Um, so I think what we're going to do is we're going to wrap it up here because we've captured a quite a nice section of uh, extra knowledge here. But we'll come back next week and, and we'll see what else is going on. How does that sound? Oh, that sounds lovely, dear. That sounds very good. Mm, excellent. Well, Auntie Bronwyn, it's been an absolute pleasure finding out more about you and your family and what you've been doing with your time. We'll speak to you next week. Goodbye, Auntie Bronwyn. Bye-bye, James, dear. Bye-bye. Have a lovely week. Bye. Auntie Bronwyn, Auntie Bronwyn, she knows all the answers.